0: We're talking travel now on 2 RFM for our sponsor, Travel On King. Sally Lucas, where are we off to first? We're going cycling and or walking. Excellent. Because, we can do both at once. Well, <laughs> yes, or well, maybe one cycles and one walks if you're a couple, maybe. Um, I thought we'd talk about this because I think, Jane, in this day and age, particularly in Australia, we keep being told, of course, about obesity and, you know, diet, et cetera, et cetera, So And exercise. And exercise. So why not have a holiday while you can exercise and still have lovely food, but you're going to be at least walking or cycling it off? And I was reading an article the other day, which is what, brought me to this decision, a couple who were sort of in their 70s and thought, hey, you know, we don't just want to sit on a coach tour or, you know, be inactive. And they did a a walking tour through parts of um, Italy. And they said, look, we only did six or seven kilometres every day. So it wasn't hard. And we just did it at our level. So that's what I'm saying. It could be at any level you wish to do this, whether you want to be a fast walker, fast cycler or slow, it doesn't matter. At least you're out there enjoying the ambient area of the country you're in you know the beautiful vistas you see and at, at a leisurely pace oh, plenty well. of time to take it all in it is stop and smell the roses as they say which France has plenty of everywhere you go they love growing roses um isn't it interesting I came home and I got all inspired to um, plant some roses but I haven't done it yet <laughs> So the new one that came in, Jane, which I thought was quite interesting, is cycling around Finland's Turku archipelago. Uh, and you don't think of cycling, of course, I suppose, in in Finland. But I mean, you know, it, it's an amazing place, of course, and the archipelago is considered one of the most pr- prolific in the world. And it has a total of some 20,000 islands there as well, which is quite remarkable. Um, so the best time of year, obviously, is summer to go there where it's of course, it's warm. And, of course, you've got your long daylight hours, which means, you know, very extended long daylight hours in the north there. So you can cycle for as long as you want. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> which is really good to do. So that's just some, a new one that has just come in. So just something to consider if you're looking for something different to do. Um, you know, Finland cycling, why not? So if it's an archipelago... You- you need a boat to get around ferries Ferries. okay yes to to get between Mm. them and so on and yeah so I thought that was a great one but there's also lots of other popular ones obviously France is very popular you know whether it's the Loire Valley or in Burgundy or wherever you want Bordeaux you can do fantastic um, cycling holidays and even around Paris because you've got those bikes now that you can pick up and one place and drop it another you could cycle around the Bois de Bologna or you know any of the lovely Tuileries Gardens or Jardin Les Plantes or you know there's just so many lovely cycling uh, things you can do in in France or in Paris in particular the Cotswolds which is another lovely area the English countryside so you can do the Cotswolds by bike Um, there's bike tours of Sardinia as well so you know the the world your oyster they're just about everywhere now. Um, the vineyard trails, of course, of France you can do as well, and also uh, New Zealand. Of course, we've got we've mentioned not that long ago, Jane, how you've got some wonderful cycling trips you can do in um, New Zealand. The Otago Central Rail Trail, as it's called, which is a 150 kilometre route through the Central Otago, where they're following a disused railway line, which is a good introduction to, to for people to try. Um, there's one out of Rotorua, which is a 66 66- kilometre trail that passes through all that wonderful thermal wonderland of steaming um, vents and bubbling mud pools etc there's the Queen Charlotte track which is a 70 kilometre off-road track in the Marlborough Sounds and the Alps to Ocean it's the longest continuous cycle trail in New Zealand it's 300 kilometres wow yeah and starts from the country's highest mountain Mount Cook and finishes in the coastal town of Omeroo Mm. So that would be interesting, wouldn't it? it would say and the, a lot, yeah. And the other one is Mountains to Sea, which begins on the other island, a Tongariro National Park in the North Island, and it's a four to six day route, depending on your level of cycling and fitness, I suppose. And they use bike trails, public roads, and even a jet boat to deliver riders to the coast at Wanganui. And it seems that there are a lot of old railway, disused railway yes. lines, tracks now being made into rail, into cycling paths. Well, you've only got to look at what we did here, haven't we, with the Fernley? I mean, exactly like that. It's, it's yeah. fantastic, isn't it? So it's opening up all these opportunities. And a lot of these areas, as I said before, if you don't want to cycle, of course, you can walk. And there's the equivalent of walking holidays in most of these areas that I've mentioned as well. And there's a couple of companies that do this. Adventure World represents quite a lot of the walking and cycling companies, if you're in getting one of those brochures and having a browse through. But there's certainly some fascinating holidays you can do in the outdoors. And we're talking travel, Sally Lucas and I, and we do it for our sponsor, Travel On King. Um, And before we head Christmas, Woods, why not think of the enigmatic smile? I think the Archibald Prize's winner has just been announced. Yes. And it's a local person. So why not celebrate portraits? Why not celebrate portraits? And, of course, the famous Mona Lisa. Pardon me. More than nine million people visit the Louvre in Paris each year, which is a remarkable amount of people. And almost everyone who goes there is desperate to see da vinci's of course mona lisa so this is apparently has someone has decided they've worked out how you can beat the crowds ah so then and spend 15 minutes with mona lisa so there you go and she follows you all around the room i can tell you those eyes no matter which way you go they look at you they do i can attest to that too yes Mm -hmm. so avoid fridays they say Tuesdays, of course, when the museum is closed, so make sure you're not there on a Tuesday, and Wednesdays and weekends, so that only leaves you two days. So if <laughs> right. you can possibly be there on a Monday or Thursday, you can do that. They also suggest that you avoid the main entrance under the pyramid and go under one of the other entrances if you want to buy your tickets online first and do it that way. And instead of arriving, say, at 8.30 a.m., they said, I'm sorry, arrive about 8.30 a.m., which is about 30 minutes before the museum opens, at the Porte de Lyon entrance, which is closest to the Salle des Etats, which is the room where the painting hangs. So if you use that entrance and you've pre-purchased your ticket and it says travel light so you don't waste your time in the cloakroom, so don't have bulky backpacks and things that you need to offload, which you often do when you go to museums or art galleries, just to let people know that, you're often not allowed to take you know, large hand luggage inside with you. And then once you're in there you go on the first floor of the Denon wing for one on one time with Mona Lisa before the masses arrive. Enjoy every second of it. Yes, yes. it's fantastic. Um, bit of good news too, Jane, just to um, add this one in as well, that Qantas has confirmed that their tickets are now on sale for its new Sydney to San Francisco route, which is great, with a published schedule showing six weekly departures from Sydney, uh, departing at 3pm in the afternoon, and you arrive into San Francisco 9.30 in the morning on the same day. Now, initially it's going to operate on peak days from 18 December, Uh, right through to late January, and it will ramp up to a permanent schedule of six per week. So that's good news, isn't it? Mm. And it just saves going through the the hellish um, Los Angeles airport. San Francisco is much more user-friendly, I can assure you. Good news. Good news. Now, Christmas. Well, I've just been to a Christmas in July. You know, this week. So I thought, why not talk about Christmas anyway? And the Christmas markets, which, Jane, we have mentioned before, but they're also known, and I'm probably not going to pronounce this as well as you would, Jane, Christkindlmarkt. That'll do. That'll do. Which date back to the late Middle Ages, and they're held in the four weeks of Advent. So it's a time when it's a tradition of all the towns and villages in Europe expressing their joy in the heart of the festive season. And it's usually always held in the old town centres, so you really get that real feeling of of going back in time cobblestone streets and lovely historic houses and churches etc and then local craftsmen restaurateurs, and and you know townsfolk set up their little extra shops in little wooden stalls and sell everything you know, that you would like from mulled wine to you know all sorts of food just cookies oh, spiced cookies mm. and gingerbread men and all that and handcrafted wooden toys pottery gifts etc so you know then they've also got you know things for the kiddies like Mary and, of course, the beautiful big Christmas tree that they have there. Um, They have bands, brass bands, carol singers, all sorts of things happen. And, you know, even the sizzle of a bratwurst sausage on a bun's not too bad either, is it? (laughs) Pretty good. Yeah, (laughs) very good. So... Um, albatross tours has a wide range if you're really interested in taking in the christmas markets um, you could go and anywhere just about now that's germany of course italy you can stay some of them you're staying in castles you can go to medieval rothenburg which is fantastic Um, austria of course france so the list goes on and there's a whole range of um, accommodation options for you and things that include like sleigh rides and all sorts of wonderful things to do to celebrate Christmas. So, even though you might not have had Christmas in July, you can look forward to Christmas in December in Europe. And um, yes, enjoy because I just think what a wonderful thing to do, surrounded by all the beauty that that Europe has to offer at Christmas time. So, quite magical it is, and the lights are fantastic, and even all your stores are just so beautifully lit up with beautiful displays in the windows. It's it's quite something to see. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. And we'll be talking. Tra- Travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news for our sponsor Travel on King and you can catch this program on podcast through our website to nurfm.com.